Luke chapter 12, verses uh, 1 to 12. Meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples, saying, Be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that you will not be made known. That will not be made known. So, what you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight, and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will pre- will be proclaimed from the roofs. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after killing of the body, has the power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When you are brought before the synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Let's pray before we get into God's word. Father God, we come to you this morning as we sit under your word and hear what your word has to say and to speak into our lives. Lord, we pray that your spirit would reveal those places, those things in our lives that we have tried to hide from the light, that we have tried to keep back from others and to hide from you. Lord, we pray that you would help us to be transparent and genuine in our walk with you and to find our confidence in your mercy. And in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. During uh, one of his political campaigns, a delegation was was calling on uh, Theodore Roosevelt at his home in Oyster Bay, Long Island. The then President of the United States of America met them with his coat off, his sleeves rolled up. He said, ah, gentlemen, come down to the barn and we will talk while I do some work. At the barn, Roosevelt then picked up a pitchfork and began looking around the barn for some hay to move. But after realising that there was no hay to be moved, he called out, Frank, where's the hay? And from the loft he heard, Sorry, sir, I haven't had time to toss the hay back down since you pinched it up here while those Iowa folks were here. 
Roosevelt clearly wanted to present himself as a man of the people, as a working class kind of guy in front of these delegates. And so he would pitch this hay up into the loft while the delegates were there and then have one of his workers shovel it back down again, all ready to put on a show for the next lot of delegates. Now we might chuckle at Roosevelt for doing this, but I'm sure that we all do this in our own ways. Whenever, one, whenever someone comes to stay in our house, we make sure that our bathroom is cleaned from top to bottom. We make sure the hell of the house is vacuumed and there's a pretty major cleanup that goes on. When we have guests, we want the house to look really good, really neat and tidy. But when no one is visiting, well, we're a lot less concerned about how neat the house is. I'm sure we all have ways that we do this, ways that we try and present ourselves well while others are looking. But we are less concerned about those things when no one is around. Many of us live on farms or we work with our hands in the shed or in the garden and we no doubt have our work clothes that, we, that are probably a bit tattered here and there uh, from, from being torn as we work. But that's okay. We feel comfortable in our work clothes when we're doing work outside. We don't have to worry about getting them dirty. And most of the time when we're working outside, well, there's no one really else around. But I'm pretty sure that most of us would feel uncomfortable going to a restaurant in our dirty old work year, or maybe turning up to church or even going down to the local grocery store. Most of us do our best to keep our good clothes clean and out of the shed, although I'm not always good at that, and clean and ready to present well in front of others. It's normal in our culture to want to look neat and tidy in public. And while that's okay, it's not, and it's, it's not such a big deal for us to look scruffy when no one else is around. However, as Christians, as those who follow Jesus, there is a real danger of wanting to present well in front of others, of presenting an image of our lives that is different from the reality. On social media, people often present their lives in a very different light from how they actually live. If you're on social media, I'm sure you will have come across someone who has presented all of the wonderful things, all of the praiseworthy deeds that they do on Facebook for others and yet hidden all of the rest of their lives. And as followers of Jesus, we are called to be real, to not hide who we are. And so there is a, a constant danger of wanting to present well in front of others, of trying to present who we are and where we are with our walk with the Lord in a whitewashed kind of way, like those people sometimes do on social media, sharing only the things that won't incriminate us or make us vulnerable, only those things that we feel comfortable sharing in public. When we come to Jesus with faith in his sacrifice on the cross in our place, 
We become members of the body of Christ. We become a part of a family of believers that exists all around the world and they exist because of the hope of salvation that they have found through Christ Jesus. And yet we are still often tempted to want to hide the things that we struggle with, particularly when we are around other believers. There's often a temptation to want to present our walk with the Lord in a different or better light than the reality. But in this morning's passage, Jesus is warning believers against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Now, the word in verse 1 translated hypocrisy literally means to play act, to present ourselves in one way to others, whilst in reality looking very different behind closed doors. And so in these verses we are looking at this morning, Jesus is challenging believers to be genuine, to be genuine with each other, to be genuine about how we present ourselves in public and to be genuine in our walk with the Lord. But the temptation to hide our flaws and failures from others and from God is so great that Jesus calls it the yeast of the Pharisees. We have some talented cooks in our congregation who no doubt know that yeast is the secret ingredient to making bread rise. When yeast is added to a lump of dough, the yeast ferments the starches in the dough and causes it to, be, to rise and become light and fluffy. If you forget to add the yeast before you put the bread in the oven, well, your loaf will come out very dense and very hard. Yeast is an ingredient that makes a massive difference to how a loaf of bread turns out. And yet, it only takes a tiny bit of yeast to work its way through the entire dough. Jesus is warning that it takes only a tiny bit of self-deception to affect our whole relationship with him as we slowly and subconsciously begin to believe that the way we present ourselves to others is the reality. But in this morning's passage, Jesus is calling us to trust in him and to be genuine in our walk with him. Because everything that we have tried to hide about ourselves, all our pride and our failures, all those things will one day be made known. And the only way to avoid the shame of having all those things brought out into the light is by simply being genuine in our walk with the Lord. And a genuine and honest relationship with him begins with the fear of the Lord. I'm sure you're all familiar with Proverbs uh, chapter 9, verse 10, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, this fear is not speaking about being frightened or afraid, but fear in the sense of reverence for the Lord. It's saying reverence or respect for God is the beginning of a genuine relationship with him. 
God is the one who will judge the living and the dead. And so unless we respect his authority as the judge of all things, well, we will make compromises. We will look at what the word says and what it speaks into our lives and we'll think to ourselves, I know that the Bible says I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that, but there's no harm in it really, is there? especially if no one knows about it. See, unless we respect the one who will judge our hearts and our innermost thoughts, the one who will bring everything that's in the darkness out into the light, we will deceive ourselves into thinking that he doesn't know our hearts and we'll continue to play a part, thinking that we'll convince him and others that we are something that we are not. But Jesus says in verse 7 that God even knows the number of hairs we have on our head. And for those of us who are starting to get a bit older, he even knows how many grey hairs we have on our heads. He knows all of those insignificant things. Despite all of our failures, our sin and our shame, God knows and loves all those who trust in him. He doesn't want us to try and hide our flaws from him or from others who trust in him. He wants us to acknowledge our need for his mercy. He wants us to acknowledge what he has done in our lives. And so a genuine walk with the Lord acknowledges our need for his ongoing mercy in our lives. Jesus says in verses 8 and 9, I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man will acknowledge him also, acknowledge him before the angels of God. But he who disowns me before men will be disowned before the angels of God. When we try and present ourselves to others as though we have our relationship with the Lord all sorted, as though we have it all together, we inadvertently hide our need for God's ongoing mercy in our lives. And although we might not publicly disown Jesus around our non-Christian friends, there are times when we are guilty of trying to hide our brokenness in front of them. And when we do that, when we hide our brokenness in front of those who don't know Jesus, we present ourselves as good, moral and upright people instead of sharing our need for Christ's mercy, instead of acknowledging what Jesus has done in our lives. In verse 10, Jesus says, Everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Now, context is very important to understanding these words. The context of what Jesus is saying here is as he speaks to this crowd, is that he first turns to his disciples. 
And as he turns to his disciples, among his disciples is Judas Iscariot and Peter. Judas would later betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And when Judas realised what he had done, that he had betrayed innocent blood, he went away and hung himself. And Judas did this because he refused to believe that God could forgive him. He refused to believe in Christ's mercy, that it was great enough to forgive even him. In contrast, Peter, after Jesus was arrested, publicly disowned Jesus three times. But as the rooster crowed, Peter remembered the words that Jesus had said and he was convicted of his sins. And he went away weeping bitterly as he recognised his desperate need for God's mercy. What Jesus is saying in verse 10 is that there is only one unforgivable sin and that is unbelief. Unbelief that leads to the rejection of God's mercy or the rejection of God because we don't believe that he is able to forgive. As Jesus challenges believers to be genuine in their walk with the Lord, he is warning us that by minimising our need for Christ's mercy, by presenting ourselves as more holy than we actually are in front of others, we're trying to hide our sin from him. And we are running dangerously close to rejecting our need for God's mercy. Then finally, in verses 11 and 12, Jesus explains that a genuine walk with the Lord trusts God to provide. Jesus says, When you are brought before synagogue rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. Can't imagine a more stressful situation than being brought before a court having been accused of blasphemy. But this is a common occurrence that many believers face all around the world. But even though it's rare for Christians in our country, at least at this stage, to be brought before the courts because of their faith in Jesus, there will be times if we are transparent about our walk with the Lord when those who don't know Jesus will challenge the basis of our faith. And they may even mock us for our faith in an unseen God. But here in these verses, Jesus says, don't worry, don't stress about it. God will provide. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. The Holy Spirit will give you the words. Genuine walk with the Lord will not always be a smooth journey, but a genuine faith trusts that the Lord will provide even in those hard times, even when we feel utterly helpless. 
this morning's passage, Jesus is challenging us to be genuine in our walk with the Lord. This is a call for transparency, a call to recognise our need for God's mercy, not just in private, but in every aspect of our lives. Because we know that nothing can be hidden from our Heavenly Father, no matter how hard we try. It is a call to bring those things that we have tried to hide, the struggles with our walk in the Lord, those things that we have been trying to hide out into the light. And it's not to shame us because of our failures, but instead to make much of Christ, to make much of his mercy. This morning's passage challenges us to be the same person in front of everyone, the same person when we're amongst other believers as we are amongst those who don't know Jesus or as we are with our families or behind closed doors, to act and speak in the same way no matter where we are, no matter what we are doing. This is a challenge to let our guards down and to put away the facades that we have built up around ourselves, to make ourselves feel and look better than we are. It only takes a small amount of yeast to work its way through the entire dough. And it only takes a small amount of self-deception to make ourselves trust in ourselves rather than Jesus. So this morning as we hear these words, may we reflect on our need for his mercy. May we put away our pride and our confidence in ourselves and let our guards down and trust in him. And may we be genuine with each other as we walk alongside each other in the Lord, pointing each other to the forgiveness and mercy that has been achieved not by us, but through Christ's completed work on the cross for us. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the mercy that we have received through Christ Jesus. Forgiveness that we could never have achieved, no matter how good we tried to be. Lord, we pray that you would challenge us of any areas in our lives where we have not been transparent, of any of the facades that we have built up around ourselves. Lord, we pray that you would help us to make much of your mercy so that Christ might be glorified even in our failures as we remember what you have done for us, the hope you have achieved for us that was completed when Christ died on the cross and you raised him back to life again. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.